0: Welcome to another edition of the Uncaged Podcast, covering all things Broken Arrow Athletics. I'm joined by Executive Director of the Athletic Programs, Mr. Dustin Smith. Dustin, how you doing this
1: morning? Man, I'm living the dream, brother. How about yourself?
0: Yeah, so, so am I. We're almost to the Christmas holiday break, but before we get there, we've got a lot of stuff going on. We're going to be joined by Brianna Davis, the head uh, swimming coach for the Tigers. Before we dive into that, I kind of want to go back to the big bombshell that the OSSA dropped this past week about transfer portal in. Not necessarily a portal, but transfer rules when it comes to high school athletics. First off, I got to ask you, did you ever imagine that this would have been dropped? And then what is your first thoughts on
1: it? Now, you, I mean, you know that stuff that happens at the, excuse me, collegiate level will filter its way down at some point to the high school level. And this is no, no different. Now, what it looks like from state to state is different. Um, That's probably unique because at the NCAA, it's kind of a, and understood for everybody. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, and on this level, it's state by state. And so I didn't think we'd be here this soon. I, I figured it was probably kind of at some point, I didn't think we'd be here this soon. Does it freak you out a little bit? And
0: kind of for our listeners that are watching this, you know, for some, this might be the first glimpse of what it's looking like. Explain it all. Because the way I look at it and correct me if I'm wrong, but if I live in Miami, Oklahoma, and I want to play football or basketball for broken arrow, I can literally transfer, still live in Miami, but go to school at Broken
1: Arrow. Yeah, and and the logistics of this is still being worked out. And sure. so on the surface, yes, that's the statement. Um, you get a one-time transfer. Now there's so much part of that. My, my, my situation in the whole – or my stance in the whole thing was I don't necessarily have a problem with the rule. I have a problem with the enforcement of the rule and the consistency therein. So if if everybody's gonna operate by the same standard, I'm good. And we can make it work, we'll make adjustments. And so there's some things that we still have to iron out. It doesn't take place until or come into effect until July of twenty-four. So next July. Mm-hmm. Um and it's a fourteen day window. So the deadline is July fifteenth. The starting date's July first. And so there's some things that you gotta work out and some questions that still have to be answered, like kids can go through seven on salmon or summer camp. Um, could be playing softball with you in team camps during the summertime and then July 15th hits and peace I'm out I'm going to play somewhere else and so somebody you're banking on may end up somewhere else and so it's it's still kind of uh, a lot of things to be ironed out and what that looks like I I didn't figure it'd come this soon and and I still don't know that I fully am wrapped around all the all the uh, intricacies of this transfer rule but it's one time and so um, there, there's a lot of fears obviously from a lot of people, whether there'll be super teams and people recruiting people come. Um, it doesn't impact rule nine and rule nine is the recruiting rule. Right. You still can't recruit. Um, even though you see stuff on social media and people blast and stuff out there, that's supposed to be illegal. Um, this is just really a rule eight exception and that's the one time transfer rule. So there's some things that still had to fall out and some, st- some, uh, wrinkles that we still have to work through, but on the surface, that's, if i could if I could phrase it just like you did, you could be a student in Miami or live in Miami and play somewhere else, and you get that one time and once you have established eligibility, you get one time transfer when we look at the state of Oklahoma, other states are different, like I know Florida's transfer rules are
0: different than Texas's or Montana's are different than where I'm from Idaho. Do you think all high schools should adopt the same thing, or should the governing body be determined by the state that you're in?
1: Well, it's unique because there's two different governing bodies, I say, two different governing bodies. There's National Federation of High School Sports, which is the NFHS, and that's what most coaches are tied to. Athletic administrators are tied to the National Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association, which is they're both in Indianapolis, but they're two separate functions. So trying to make the rule usually comes through the NFHS. And if the NFHS was consistent, and that's the difference because each governing body is different. You mentioned Florida. Florida's rule is you could play football at one school, play basketball at another school, and play baseball at still another school. Which is so wild you to even play. imagine. Yeah, it's a wild, wild west, and trying to track all that is going to be a nightmare. And, and people in Florida have said that's a nightmare. And so I don't know that you can have autonomy with each state and still have – the overall governing body with the NFHS to put rules because they, they put out suggestions now and it's up to state associations whether they follow those or not. It's a wild time that
0: we're getting into, but obviously if there people are concerned and they want to know more about it, I'm assuming just send you an email and yeah. you can explain it to them the best that is possible or contact the OSSSA yeah. Yeah. Uh, because w- there's a lot of gray area. And, you know, it's been kind of an unwritten rule for a long time with high school recruiting. You know, it happens. It's something that Kind of goes unnoticed, or you know, it's a squabble between coaches. But I don't think you're ever going to be able to
1: clean it up entirely. Well, and 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 there's still a lot that the OSSAA is working through, correct? And what that really looks like, and you know, they put the rule out uh, or the exception to the rule, and you got the one-time transfer, and this is coming in July, and then all of a sudden, social media is just unloaded on, "Hey, come play at this school, or you can play here. We got great facilities, and we got great coaches, and we got connections at the collegiate level, and." Living here is not an issue now, and so that came out, and then OSSA had to come out and say, hey, this doesn't change Rule 9. This changes only Rule 8, and so there's some things that obviously the initial reaction happens, and then people are going to throw that out there, and then they're going to take some time to work through it and figure out, okay, we can make this look differently Um, And there's a long time between now and July, so there's still some kinks that will work out. Now, coming up on the podcast today, we're going to be joined by
0: Brianna Davis, head coach of swimming here at Broken Arrow, but also Trace Jeffries. We're starting something new on the Uncaged podcast where we're going to be visiting with former Tigers, just overall, just seeing our former Tigers excel, Dustin. It's great to see a guy that played at Abilene Christian, finish his career at Pitt State, and now he's going to try to get into coaching potentially at some point. He he didn't rule out coaching here at Broken Arrow at some point, but I, I know you're thrilled about seeing former Tigers succeed.
1: Oh yeah, we we want to see them succeed here obviously, but obviously in their next step of life, we want to prepare them for what life has to offer them. And for Trace, it was an opportunity to play at two different places, um, be an All-American and have a great career at Pitt State where he ended his career. And so it's exciting to be able to tap back into those guys and see those guys and gals and say, Hey, how was your experience here? How can we continue to improve that? But we want to continue to celebrate your successes after you leave broken arrow
0: coming up next on the Uncaged podcast. We're going to be joined by trace Jeffries, former Pitt state gorilla. And also we're going to be talking all things swimming with Brianna Davis, head coach of the tiger swim program. Stay with us on the Uncaged podcast.
2: <laughs> your side hustle keeps you moving. We'll help you get where you really want to go. TTCU Federal Credit Union. Life is better in balance.
0: Tulsa Bone & Joint, Northeast Oklahoma's sports medicine experts. We are pleased to help you and the athletes in your life with a number of surgical and non-surgical options. Tulsa Bone & Joint is proud to serve as team orthopedist for local high schools such as Broken Arrow, Owasso, Sepulpa, kasha hall and bishop kelly we're also proud to be team orthopedist for fc tulsa tulsa bone and joint moving life forward hi and this is a very special edition of checking on tigers former tigers and where they are now we're joined by trace jeffries an all-american for pit state he's all the way up in pittsburgh kansas trace how you doing this morning Dan, how are you? Doing good, man. It's been a while for you to put on a Tiger uniform. Now you're playing some college football. What has been the experience for you so far playing at the collegiate level?
2: Uh, I mean, it's been awesome. Just getting the opportunity to play for Pitt State. Obviously, this is uh, one of the best you know, football programs in Division II history. I have the most wins in Division II history. Uh, I'm playing in a special place to where a lot of former Broken Arrow Tigers have played here as well. Uh, guys like Mark Broyles, who's actually a coach for the Tigers right now, and a guy like Bo Farrow, he coaches in the Tulsa area, was also a team captain for Pitt State.
0: For you, coming out of high school, you know, how big was this to get that opportunity to play in college? Because you started your career at Abilene Christian, and then obviously you're finishing up at Pitt State. Tell me about your journey getting recruited and how the game of college football has completely changed with NIL and Transfer Portal. I mean, yes, you could transfer, but not like it is now.
2: Yeah, so uh, obviously I'm a little bit older. I uh, Coming out of high school, uh, we didn't have all those rules yet uh, in the NCAA. But like you said, I went to Abilene Christian. Uh, obviously started on Broken Arrow. I moved to Broken Arrow in eighth grade. Uh, in the eighth and ninth grade, I ended up playing on the B teams, uh, on the football team. So I really didn't think, you know, going into my freshman, sophomore year of high school that I'd actually even, you know, get to college to play football. Uh, but ended up working my way, uh, switched from tight end to align my junior year of high school. And uh, I didn't have the greatest year, but I did all right. And then senior year, I just I put in a lot of work before going into my senior year. Had a good senior year, ended up getting uh, some good offers. And like you said, once I've been Christian, uh, transferred after uh, my freshman year from Abilene Christian closer to home, just so that way my family and friends would be able to come watch more games. Uh, but you know, playing college, I would been awesome. NIL. Uh, it hasn't had too much effect at the Division two level, you know. Obviously, like at the FBS, where they get millions, uh, but I mean, we still get nil at this level. It's just not the same amount.
0: For you, let's go back to high school, man. You were on a 2015 state runner up team. A lot of memories going into high school football for you. Did you imagine after playing high school football that you'd have this opportunity to play at the college level?
2: I really didn't. I didn't think I would get offered, uh, you know, just because. You know, like you said, I played on our sophomore team. I was a third-string tight end, really on JV. But, I mean, I got to travel with the team. I got to be at that state game. Uh, Really just seeing those seniors, like, it really motivated me, just seeing how hard they worked and what kind of guys they were, and I really wanted to be like them. Uh, So I really just went to work my junior year. Junior year, I didn't have the greatest season. I did all right. First year ever playing offensive line. Uh, You know, I had to go against a four-star and uh, a
3: five-star. And uh they tore me up a little bit, I can admit. Uh one play for James, one play for union. But senior year, like I said, I just put in a lot
2: of work and uh I mean I had a really great year my senior year. I didn't give up any sacks or anything like that. And uh really just focused on being, you know, physical and having great effort.
0: Coming out of high school, looking at it now, the transfer after one year of eligibility. I mean, what do you think about how football has just changed so drastically?
2: It's insane. I mean, I heard about that rule that passed a few days ago and I never thought that would trickle down to the high school level. I know, like, with COVID, you were able – it was easier to move and play for another team. Uh, obviously, we had a couple guys from Broken Arrow, Caden Jones uh, and Owen Jones that went to Jinx, and I think that they did a phenomenal job there at Jinx. But, man, it would be awesome to have those guys at Broken Arrow still. and It's just it's just insane to see. I get why they moved. It was a better opportunity for them. Uh, just me personally, I mean, I love Broken Arrow. I couldn't see myself going anywhere else. Anything I'd want to build, like, you know, get guys to Broken Arrow so that way we could be an even better team.
0: So I got to ask you that. If if you could pl- go reverse your career and go back to high school football, would you stay at one institution for the length of your high school term, or would you transfer to another school?
2: I'm a tiger for life. I, I would definitely stay at Broken Arrow, uh, no matter what, but that's just how I am. Uh, Everybody's. So it might be different for them just because, I don't know, different opportunities and stuff like that. But I would definitely try to get some buddies from other schools to try to come to Broken Arrow so that way we could be even better.
0: Now, I know that you earned your All-American honor. What did that mean to you? Because, I mean, that's the best of the best playing at that sport. What does that mean to you to receive that honor?
2: Uh, it was awesome, honestly. This year I got second team. I was a little disappointed to get second team uh, because last year I actually got first team. uh but, I mean, it's still a huge accomplishment. Uh, I mean, I'm thrilled just to get it. Last year when I got it, I didn't think I would even you know, make the list. But uh, just to do it, like, two times, uh, two years in a row, I mean, it's been awesome. It's definitely something I set out for myself uh, when I transferred to Pitt State. Uh, it was just, It's just been one of my goals. I mean, I can't describe the feeling last when I found out. Definitely say I I can admit I
3: teared up a little bit just (laughs) because like you said, I mean, I think it's a huge accomplishment and not
2: everybody can get all American. Uh, it's definitely a tough feat to do. So
0: So, for your future, what are you majoring in? What do you want to do with your, after football is done? And then do you still have aspirations to play at the next level as well? I'm
2: in a program here called HHPR human health performance and recreation. Uh, I have a minor in coaching though. So I definitely want to get into coaching. I, uh, I've talked to my – well, we my head coach just left, so we got a new head coach who was our defensive coordinator. Uh, but I've talked to him just about a graduate assistant online O-line, uh, coaching job here at Pitt State for a little bit, uh, trying to gain some experience and build up my resume a little bit more so that way I can come coach back in Tulsa. I want to coach at the high school level. Uh, as far as playing to the next level, uh, I've had some uh, bowl invites, uh, I would say about three or four. I'm really trying to get the Hula Bowl because that's one of the better uh, bowl games. But right now, I actually just had surgery yesterday. So I'm healing up for the next three weeks. And then uh, it's back to training for me.
0: Now, before I let you go, have you told people down here in BA what Mall Deli is all about with the sandwiches in the mall?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I haven't. I haven't. And I'm sure you could find a lot of Tigers that could tell you about it. Former Tigers that fight for the Gorillas. Uh, Mall Deli is awesome. (laughs) Great subs. Uh, and they serve you with chips with a special kind of sauce. And the sauce, I mean, it's one of a kind. It's kind of like getting cane sauce. But you so, know, I love going there. It's a good, cheap meal, but I mean, <laughs> it's also great at the same time.
0: You, for you as a lineman, uh, how many malt deli sandwiches did you have to pack away? <laughs> uh, I,
2: don't, I think that's too many to count. <laughs> Me and my O line, we, we probably uh, we probably done quite a few in our time here.
0: Uh, real quickly, Trace, before we let you go, you told me about coaching. Do you have the aspirations to even bring it home and coach for the Tigers one day?
2: Yeah, I mean that would be a dream job, honestly. Uh, I mean, to coach where I graduate from, I would love to help Broken Arrow go get a state championship again. You know, I feel like obviously we have the facilities, we have the support from the community. Uh, so we have the things that it takes to be successful. I mean, no one else in Oklahoma has an indoor. So, I mean, I would love to come back to Brooklyn Arrow, coach the O-line, and really my O-line coach, he was a great O-line coach when I was there, Coach Rowdy Harper. He's down in Texas now. And uh, I really just want to do what he did here. I mean, he was just able to take some goofy kids, a, a kid like me that had never played O-line before. You know, we had Andrew Rand, He was just a freshman uh, my junior year. And, uh, I mean, he would just coach us hard and, yeah, there's uh, principles and how we did things, and that's really what made us successful is just playing with physicality and uh, fanatical effort is what he said. So I would definitely love to come to Broken Arrow, coach up some kids, and really change lives.
0: Trace, before I let you go, when you look at the, the way the program is and you you know, you know were on the B team and then earned your stripes going through it, what would you tell a kid that is, you know, struggling with the game of football, maybe contemplating transferring or whatever, what's the best advice you could give to them to stick with it?
2: best advice I can give you is uh, what a head coach used to tell me. Work harder. That's all it is. I mean, for me, like my junior year, I, I knew I was better than what I did. So what I used to do is I used to meet with my trainer. I used to have trainers out in Jinx. So once we got done with practice and workouts, like after we lift the weights, uh, I'm headed out to Jinx, you know, from 6 to 8.30 p.m. every day in the weekday so that way I can get an extra workout, uh, lift some more weights, and then I would work uh, position drills with my, my position coach. So I wouldn't get home until 9, 9.30 most nights. So, I mean, anything you want to accomplish, all you have to do is just work hard. Obviously, you got to take care of your grades so your coaches can trust you and put you on the field. If you're failing, obviously, you get on probation or you can't play at all. Uh, so it's really just working hard. Just find a good coach, uh, a position coach, or what uh, the position you play. If you play quarterback, get a quarterback coach. Someone that could just help you uh, with the details of your position. And obviously, you know, lifting weights is definitely going to help you just – it's stronger and faster and more explosive. Coach Elliott, the strength coach at Broken Arrow, does a tremendous job.
0: Drace, we appreciate you joining us today. It's a great opportunity to catch up with former Tigers. Congratulations on All-American again, and also congrats on graduating. We'll catch up with you down the line.
2: Thank you, Dan. I appreciate you.
1: For families who like to build their wealth while staying liquid, We have flexible rate CDs to keep your funds working hard, even when you're not. First National Bank of Broken Arrow, the right balance.
3: At Ascension St. John, you'll find advanced heart care, brain and spine care, and personalized cancer care. And we excel just as much in the things that can't be measured listening more closely, caring more compassionately.
2: (laughs) Life happens in a hurry. Our money experts will help you keep up. TTCU Federal Credit Union, life is better in balance.
0: Hi, and welcome back to the Uncaged Podcast. I'm Dan Hawk, joined by Executive Athletic Director Dustin Smith, and Brianna Davis, our head swimming coach and a former Tiger as well. So I gotta ask you, as I know Dustin was telling me that you were one of his first hires when he became the AD, just coming back in the mix, what has changed and what is it like to be a Tiger once again?
3: It's it's great to be back and to be in the environment again um, and to have, you know, kind of a a say in what goes on here. Um Let's see. Dustin, he has – well, being in this role, the head coach role, it's, a, it's different than being in the assistant role. Sure. Um, it's a lot more hands-on and – well, obviously, and you're taking care of things. But I really um, appreciated being a part of the head coaching process and getting to hear Dustin speak and um, just being, you know, in that, in that role.
1: You know, and what we charge our coaches with is they're the AD of their program, right? And swim is something that falls under Amanda, and so she communicates with Amanda. And here's the best thing I can say about what Brianna's done: not only is the culture remarkably better, and what she's doing, and her and Malik are doing with our swim program is phenomenal, but there are very few issues that come to me because she handles them. Um, when when something comes. And, and it always does. No matter the sport, something's going to happen. Um, and Coach Davis has dealt with that, and, and it hasn't gone beyond that. And that's what we appreciate about our coaches is, hey, we're going to let you run your program. And she was; it's a unique role for her because she was a swimmer here first, and then she was an assistant. And now she's the head coach, so it, she gets to put her stamp on it. And so I, I like to say the buck stops with her. And so she gets to make those decisions. She gets to, to decide, okay, this is what it's going to look like handle those problems, whether it's a parent or it's a kid or disciplinary issue or whatever, she handles that. And then it doesn't escalate up past her and Amanda having a conversation. So I appreciate that tremendously for her, but not only that, but the success that we're having and so quickly, I, I know we, we talked about it in the interview and just saying, Hey, we want to be successful. Mm-hmm. We can't ride simply on the fact that Brianna was so successful here as a student athlete. I mean, she's won 11 state titles here. She's in our athletic hall of fame. Um, we can go on and on about her accolades and what she did, uh, at the collegiate level as well. But to see the success that we're having is a testament to what her and Malik are doing behind the scenes, not just swimming, but what they're doing to build the culture of the team. And it's, it's just phenomenal what they've done and how they've taken, um, that program really run with it. And and I know she will want to brag on Malik and what he's able to do and how he's able to connect connect to our kids and really draw the best out of them
0: yeah let's go off of that you get to coach alongside your husband you know how special is that i mean you guys are building something here with this swim program Mm -hmm. you have mixtures of seniors and juniors and underclassmen i was looking at it i believe it's nine seniors on the girls side a little bit less on the boys side but just this mixture core group that you have and you get to do it with your husband and build this program
3: yeah so He's great. Um, but also our seniors, too, and our our captains are really taking a step up to help us out in um, that atmosphere of the team and the culture. Um, every Wednesday we do an hour of team bonding, and they get to come up with some fun things to do to just, you know, get to know everyone. We actually had a, a Stripes recipient, Lillian Hawksworth, a few weeks ago. She got trust and she mentioned how the culture has changed since she was a freshman to now Um, she also said something similar to what I had said earlier today about how when she was a freshman she didn't have a relationship with those seniors that were there with her and um, so she's really taken a step up to make sure that all the freshmen and the underclassmen know who everyone is.
1: We talked about the success. I mean, I I jokingly say if we're swimming, we're winning, and that's been the case so far. I mean, we've Mm -hmm. we've won a lot um, early on in this season, and. And as we go, and so for our listeners that don't understand what the swimming season, yeah, break looks that down. Like, can you break down what I mean? It, it goes over two semesters, so you're yes. unique, you kind of like basketball, yeah. In that you go uh, over two semesters. So explain just kind of what the swim season looks like for our listeners.
3: Okay, so you know we start when school does. We're out of season until September, October, and then November comes around, and we we got meets rolling um, twice a month, three times a month late nights, long days. Um, we have, let's see, we just finished our fifth meet. We have two more until regionals. So we have January, February. February is regionals in the state. Um, so we're, we're over halfway through our season, and our swimmers are learning how to have confidence in themselves still um, and to trust their practices and just race with their heart.
1: When, and when you break down an event, let's mm-hmm. say when we have a meet, um, there's not just, you don't just say, okay, everybody jump in. and mm-hmm. Like track, you may yeah. say, hey, everybody's going to run the 1600. And right. so you have one big group of runners go out there. Right. But swim, you've got, you may have several heats, and you've got mm-hmm. different events, obviously, for sure, that kids are going to swim in. So uh, explain just kind of what a, a typical meet will look like. How many How many different events are they swimming in?
3: So we've got 11 events, so 22 total with boys and girls. We've got relays that consist of four swimmers, um, and then we have the other seven events are individual. So we've got a mix of butterfly backstroke, breaststroke, freestyle events, and then we have a couple of all of them combined in one event. Um, I love to tell my swimmers that they are they, they should strive to be an all-around swimmer, so not just focusing on one event. Um, I tell them if they can do all of it. They'll, they'll be great. Um, so they get to swim two individual events, and they get to swim two relays. So in total, they'll, they'll be able to swim four events depending on if they're one of our top swimmers or not.
1: And some of those are different distances, right? They're not Correct. swimming. I mean, it could be 50 meters. It could yeah. be 100, whatever it may be. 50, it's
3: 100, 200, 500 is the top one.
1: With swimming, it's one of the most
0: intricate sports that you can come across in a lot of ways. Break mm-hmm. it down for me what a swimmer's body has to go through just to get ready for a meet.
3: Yeah. So uh, obviously we have practice, but also what goes into that is nutrition, um, weights training, you know, sleep mental health, um, all of that all of that jazz visualizations we we really focus on trying to visualize the race, what could go wrong, what could go right, just being prepared for anything. Um we have a good nutrition plan out there, we've got a nice strength program. Um and then we're working in practice every day. Um also having fun with it. And going, knowing yourself, knowing your teammates, having confidence in each other—all of that into one makes up a really good swimmer.
1: Well, we we talked about with Coach Jones just how wrestling's kind of a one one-on-one on one sport, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 swim is kind of Very swimming similar. against yourself. Yeah, right. I mean, you also have others that are in other lanes, but you're trying mm-hmm. to swim against basically the time. You're trying to be mm-hmm. improve your time yeah. and make it make sure that your your time is better and trying to set your personal best with. With time, so what's the mindset of a swimmer as they approach that meet? Um, say last night when we were at Bartlesville, mm-hmm. what's the mindset on the trip up there, and then when they were getting ready to get in the pool? How how do you try to coach those kids to think before they get into the pool?
3: A lot of our swimmers are you know nervous going into their races. They try well they think of it as an individual event. I tell them all the time we're swimming for each other. Um, all of us together make one. Um, on the on the, on the the way there, on the trip there, they could be quiet. They could be rowdy. Last night on the way back, they were jamming to some Christmas tunes. Um, I love it when they have fun, but when they're out there in the water getting ready for their race, or I guess on the deck getting ready for their race, about to get up, they're always so nervous about who they're swimming against. <clears throat> and I always remind them, you're not racing the person. Well, you are racing the person next to you, but... It's about the clock and yourself. So what, again, back to the growing confidence in yourself and in your practice, what what trust do you have in yourself and what can you put out that you've worked for?
1: Well, and I think you mentioned the Stripes Award and that's something yeah. that you are really passionate about and you're yeah. really consistent about trying to recognize mm-hmm. things that our kids are doing to and these coins, uh, Dan, I don't know if you've seen one, but it's Tiger Stripes coin. And, mm-hmm. and stripes is broken out into different words mm-hmm. and what we can recognize in kids and what we see. And we present those to those kids. And and Brianna's been very consistent about presenting those coins to kids because she's recognizing what they're doing. And in those moments, we're celebrating their achievements. It's, yeah. it's not wins. I mean, it's different things that are our attributes <laughs> for that individual. That's beyond swimming. It's straight-up life achievements. Right. And she's doing a great job of celebrating those moments. So talk about just how important that Stripes program is to what you're doing and the culture you're trying to build.
3: Yeah, we have – every month I try to give one away to the swimmers so that they see just it's consistent and so it's always on their mind. We actually have one to give out today for – Self discipline. I'm not going to give it away, <laughs> but um, she's also our swimmer of the meat from last night. Um, she really s- showed self discipline. I heard last year about um, this swimmer that she wasn't. She didn't have very much confidence in herself. So we've been working on that with her. Um, last night, she she had some problems with what she was swimming. Some str- some some mental struggles, um, but. She came up to me and she was very worried about what she was swimming and how close together they were. Um but I told her just have confidence in your practice and you go out there and give it your all and she she was like, "Okay, I can do this." And she did it. And she did it with with all of her heart and she did the best she had best times in all three events that she swam and they were about 5 minutes apart, so.
0: You know, and we obviously we we want to win medals and we want to win championships. But this is also about teaching life lessons here. Yeah. And I think that's the most valuable thing about these stripes, coins and whatnot, is it's not just a coin. It's mm-hmm. a symbolization of succeeding in life.
3: Yeah, definitely.
1: Well, and we've had incredible success. Yes, we I have. Mean, I think we've had success more than... If we were going to put truth serum in you in the summer, when we had our interview at the beginning... We would want to be there. Uh, but realistically were we to a point where we could win meets like we have yeah. won or had as much success. But what I what I really value about Brianna is she's a tiger because she swam here. Yeah. And so this mean this program means something to her. Yeah. Not that it doesn't mean anything to our other coaches that, that right. didn't go to school here, but she I mean, you cut her open she's gonna bleed black and gold. She bleeds BA Tigers. And so for her to have the success that she's had and now see success with our program, it means a lot for me in my seat. But it also means a ton for her because she's a part of a program that helped make her who she is. And so she gets to help instill that in other kids. And I think that's a, that's an important message for our swimmers that are coming through here to say, hey, Coach, just, she lived it. Yeah, she isn't saw, just she, she a paycheck this, for her. Yeah, this she was, walked
0: through the same footsteps that I would. Yeah, in, she's and now. lived
1: it and she's experienced Tremendous success, not just at the high school level, but at the collegiate level. She's slim, and, um, you know, it's a, so for her testimony to be able to tell those kids, hey, I've, I've been where you're at. I know the situations you're going through and had success, and we were able to have success. And so she gets to celebrate those successes with those kids. And mm-hmm. last night was an opportunity for her to, and she'll do it formally today when she presents it. It's that coin today. Um but let's talk about last night just for a little bit when we wrestled or sure. wrestled, we swam at Bartlesville and Bartersville's Bartlesville and Jinx have two of the most premier facilities yeah. in in Oklahoma as yeah. far as swim facilities and you're you're swimming against uh, let's just talk about the teams that were there and mm-hmm. how how we swam last night.
3: Yeah, so last night um uh, they went in a little a little timid. I wanted to remind them or I did remind them that you know it's it's not about who we're racing. <laughs> um uh, but what we're racing and what we're racing for. So we we went against Bartlesville and Booker T Washington. Bartlesville being they have, you know, 20 plus state champs, um state champion titles and Booker T Washington actually moved up to 6A not too long ago, a couple years ago from 5A, um and they had some some state championships in 5A there. Um they have lo- they have numbers and they're very strong swimmers. Um, our swimmers showed some dedication and some resilience last night. Um, actually the best racing that I've seen them do um this season. So that that makes me really excited for the rest of the season with, you know, regionals coming up in a couple of meets.
1: When you talk about, I mean, barsville has been a perennial state champion. I mean, they are they are a program that is a standard. Um, I think yeah. them and Jinx are probably two of the more premier swim programs if you're looking at the program as a whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's a great bar for us to kind of see mm-hmm. where we're at at this point in the season. And a
0: third place and a second place finish is not something to sneeze about. I got to ask you this. what's What does it look like for our upcoming meets for for this Tiger program? What do you want to see out of our next meet?
3: Our next meet will be conference. So this will be against six teams, Jinx, Bartlesville, Bixby, Owasso, um, Union, i oh, 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 so Booker T. Washington will also be there. So that'll be another great opportunity for them to see where they are at this point in the season moving forward into regionals and state. Um, <clears throat> we haven't, you know, we haven't had many people move up to from regionals to state. And so I'm interested to see going into conference where we will be at at this point in time.
1: So when is conference and when is state for people that that may yeah. want to? I mean, I know we have our senior night, which will come later in the in the in January, but right? Yeah. Um, what is what does the rest of the season look like for you? I know you got Christmas break, yeah. but what is what does the rest of the season look like?
3: So we have we have Christmas break, and then coming back from that, we have conference January ninth, um, senior night January twenty third, and then we'll have regionals first weekend in February, and then we'll see who moves on to state. From there, and that'll be this the third week of February.
0: So before we end our podcast with you here, if you could get the perfect Christmas present for a swimmer, what would it be?
3: Oh, man. Unlimited pasta and some
1: potato <laughs> <pants>. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome.
0: Because it goes back to, like, what you guys were talking about earlier about diet. I mean, diet is everything oh, yeah. once you get in the pool. Oh, yeah.
1: Right, and, and it's not just... Like, they don't cram for Friday, like in football. I mean, they've got to pace themselves for the entire year, and you're building towards, obviously, conference regionals and state. You want to make sure that you're swimming your best – Mm -hmm. then and so it's all prep to get to that point so i'm excited to see what coach davis does with the rest of this year and the rest of this season um, and then building our program going forward because i think she's laying a firm and an incredible foundation
0: well coach davis i greatly appreciate you stopping by on the uncaged podcast breaking down everything swimming we'll have to catch up with her down the line as well thank you for joining us on this edition of the uncaged podcast until next time go tigers